hey, welcome to another Wall of Sound interview. I'm Ebony Story, and today I'm joined by Henry Cox of Boston Manor. Their new album, Daytura, is out right now. Henry, how are you? I'm well, good to, good to see you again. Oh, it's so good to see you as well. I was going to say, when was the last time we chatted? And I was like, oh, it was last year. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure we've spoken the year before that as well. So this is um, three out of three, which is pretty cute. I was just saying, actually, in the last interview, I was just saying, um, I, I I tend to now, these uh, sort of blocks of, of Oz interviews tend to be sort of like the the sign <laughs> that a campaign start. It's almost like my kind of like, you know, checkered flag. So it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's lovely to be doing this and talking to you guys again. But yeah, we've, uh, we've chatted a bunch and I, we've been putting out a bunch of music. And the last time I spoke to you was in a, a coffee shop in Toronto and the Wi-Fi kept cutting out and it was yes. fucking freezing. It was very, very cold. Um, remember that vividly. Yes, definitely. But I'm in my house that's warm, so that's cool. Oh, thank goodness. I think the first time we chatted, you had like a glass of red wine. No wine today, it's the morning. Oh yeah, well, yeah, mm. no red wine today. I, I have my coffee, but that's... that's that's just me. It's gonna have to uh, did I come across as sort of like a, a, a precocious, pretentious little little twat with my um, my red wine? <laughs> Probably about age twenty one when you last spoke to, no. when you spoke to me. <laughs> no, no. Yeah? Okay. I was just like, yeah, that's cool. I should definitely, you know, have a prop when I'm interviewing, so I can be like, mm, yes. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do want to talk about the album because I really liked it. How was it putting it Thank together? You. It's a big. I don't want to say it's a big transition from uh, your EP, but. It is a definite, huge step forwards. How are you feeling about it? Really excited. You know, it comes out um, in like less than 48 hours. And it's it's always a bit unusual, that that feeling, because you've kind of nurtured this little project for however long. And it's sort of like sending your, your kids off on the first day of school. You know, you just kind of like, there you go, see you later. Best. Yeah, hopefully they like you. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it, it is unusual, but I'm I'm very proud of it, and it, it's it's the most. I'm trying not to speak in like bangai platitudes when talking about you know album. It's the best album we've ever made. It's the most personal record we've ever made. But I I do believe that. I do think it is the most vulnerable we've we've been on a record, and it's the most kind of focused project that we've done. And it, it's very deliberate, you know. Um, it was it was a joy to make, which is might sound surprising given that it's subject matter and and it's kind of like vibe obviously very dark but we had loads and loads of fun making it and um, we worked with some really cool people doing it and the vibe was very much like let's try shit out uh, which is always a good atmosphere to have in a, in a studio so i don't know if you remember like in primary school and they do like music class and they come in with just like a big plastic crate full of like shit you could bang and make noises with <laughs> yeah. and stuff like xylophone it, we kind of had that but like weird effects pedals and synthesizers and, and crazy guitars and stuff. So it was, it was a bit like the, the sort of adult version of that at times, which was lovely. It created an atmosphere of, of just kind of experimentation and play. And it, it was still very focused, but it, it was it was awesome, you know, and it was spread out over sort of six months, um, kind of plugging away at it here and there in between tours and things, and which was really nice. And we didn't get burnt out. And we got to kind of take our time with it to, to a certain extent. and. I loved it, you know, and we're going to go back into the studio to start making the second part in a few months, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Oh my, you literally just don't stop. Like, it was almost like this time last year that Desperate Times, Desperate Pleasures came out, and then you toured, and you got married, and I'm pretty sure you bought a place in there as well, and you've made this. Like, congratulations! 
Thank you. I, I refurbished it with my dad the whole house as well. What? In six weeks in between recording this record and then going on tour, it was crazy. Yeah, it's, it's been a busy, busy year, year actually. And we're only just starting an album campaign, so it's only going to get busier. But uh, I'm very lucky, you know, I love what I do and, and I'm, I'm going to have a job that I really, really like doing and a very patient partner. So those things um, are, are very lucky. But it, it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it, we knew it was going to be a busy time. We knew we were going to make this double album. And, you know, we didn't want, we wanted to kind of like strike while the iron was hot with the second part. I mean, you know, we don't have like a release date or anything, but um, we're, we're making, we're writing it now. And mm. that's the beauty of the way that we record in that, you know, we can, we don't have to kind of have like every single bit of the song written and uh, the record written and finalized. And then we go and record it. We know what the project is. We have the blueprint. We have certain uh, chapters of the record written. So if we have like a, a month off, we can go and make some of it and then we can go on tour and then we can come back and make more. You know what I mean? So yeah. it is fortunate to work like that. I was going to ask how you created it because I was like, if it's a double album, did you guys like write the whole thing and be like, well, here is where the transition is. Like, here's where we cut it and then we do both. But you wrote like the second part's still coming. Like you don't really know how that's going to form. Still writing it. And, and part of the reason for that is that it's about kind of um, recovery and, and um, kind of getting better. And it's all written very honestly. And the first part was written at a time when I was not doing very well. And um, I am doing better now and I'm still getting better. And it's kind of written in real time, you know, so it's um, you couldn't kind of write about the dawn if the dawn hadn't struck, you know, so that's kind of yeah. what we're getting to so um yeah things are really great here right now and, and we're in a great place to write some some cool music and, and it's um it, it will be contrasting you know it's going to sound different to the first half and i think you have to be in a different place to to do that mm. i mean you can't end it on really nice bird song and like something totally different for, the, for you to like just go back and write the same same sort of vibe you know i'm like has to be doesn't have to be you can do what you want but you know you can hear it coming i think you guys did that really really well like the atmosphere is on point thank you very much yeah it's a big part of it you know it's kind of world building and 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 kind of like making it a bit like a movie you know you kind of want mm. you kind of want people to be able to touch it and, and smell it and see it and everything as well as just kind of have some songs to listen to yeah 100 percent. i have to say when inertia came out as the single I think I sat with it, and the visualizer is perfect. I think I sat with it there, and I was like, I feel like I could really just cry to this song. Like, if I need a good cry, <laughs> I would just put it on, but I could yeah. also, like, belt it out live, which I'm going to do when you guys come. <laughs> but, like, it's a love song, and I love that. Did you show it to your now wife sometime, and you were like, this is for you? I did. Yeah, I did. I mean, I, I um, it's weird. Sometimes I'm quite, like, uh, I, I sort of, like, test stuff out and, and show her stuff when I'm, like, you know, obviously, like, in here, on that mic like recording demos and stuff and then sometimes i'm kind of like i'm gonna like not show this till it's done kind of thing and i did that with that song and uh, yeah i think she likes it a lot but yeah it isn't a really emotional song it makes me feel quite emotional listening to it even now and uh, i think that's a really good thing i think it's it's typically i've really struggled being quite um, vulnerable but i think i'm i'm enjoying at the moment being being quite vulnerable and i think um it's all very genuine, you know, the record is comes from a very, um, I don't like using the word honest in this context. Bands always say that, you know, it's a very honest record. But I think that that, but it is. that implies that implies that if you're, 
a bit more guarded or you're not as as kind of like um frank or blunt so to speak that that's like the opposite of being honest like lying so i i think it's a bit of a weird term to use but it it is very um forthright and and kind of plain speaking mm. and and i think you don't always have to write like that like most of my favorite bands don't but at the moment it's it's been very useful and and fitting for this project i think yeah it's very uh intimidating at least for me to imagine if i would ever do something like that which i probably wouldn't because i just write about it instead but like you're not only being vulnerable with like you know your bandmates and like being like this is what i wrote but then you're getting on stage and you're showing the world and you're showing everyone and you're doing it live over and over and over again so like it's a a really hard thing to do you do it's fucking terrifying (laughs) It's scary me right now. Like, it's, I've got to go do this like on Fridays. It's scary. Yeah? Um, now I know it's it is it is intimidating, you know, and and and, and it's hard because you know my I'm, I'm very lucky. I've got really supportive parents and friends, and my wife's awesome, and but they all listen, you know. So you'll occasionally get sort of awkward questions about well, what's this lyric about, you know, and and there's nothing worse than having to just sort of sit and plod through your song and explain every lyric. It's the worst. So. Um, because it's art, isn't it? You know, it's not all like word for word. Yeah. This is this. This. You know, there's 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 nuance. There's artistic license. There's there's kind of just being flowery. Sometimes it's nice just to write a line because it sounds pretty and it evokes a, a vibe that fits the the theme of the song. You know, so uh, it's a tough line to walk at times. You know, and I haven't always got it right, but I think I've I've gotten close on this one. Yeah. You might like this actually. I don't know if you know the band Slowly Slowly from Australia. I'm familiar. Maybe yeah. um, years ago when I interviewed Ben, the lead singer, he said something to me, and he's like, "Oh, <laughs> I just read this quote and it really stuck." And it was like, "Poets muddy the water to appear deep," and I was like, "That's really yeah, that's cool." Good, definitely, definitely, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can't penetrate you can't penetrate the surface if you can't if you can't see what's below it. You know, so yeah. Yeah, so you can it write something be, really it obscure. Could be a puddle. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, so I thought you might like that. I do like that. I'm stealing that. I'm stealing that one. And everyone's going to think I'm really smart. Because oh, no. They're not going to know. That. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was me. <laughs> no, um, I'm really excited for you guys to come to Australia, though. I think I, I probably almost did cry. It's been like oh, I'm so, years. I'm so ready. I mean, did the one time, it was so brief, you know. It, it was, we had such a good time. The reception was amazing, like. We have so many friends that are Aussie uh, anyway, so it was like, it was almost like when we go to America and we see friends in every city that, you know, we've known because we've been there so much. Yeah. We just have collected Aussies over the years and we just kind of were there and had so many pals and the audiences were sick. And we, you know, obviously we intended to kind of come back pretty quickly and then what happened happened and here we are, but we're very, very happy to be coming back now. You know, it's long overdue. I'm so excited. Anything from like the back catalogue's gonna come out or you're not quite sure yet? I'm a big believer in kind of giving the people what they want, you know, like it's it's nice. it kind of our job at the end of the day. Like I, I am aware that we've put out a lot of new music and you kind of want to leave with what we believe to be our best foot forward. But at the same time, you know, if there's if there's like a tune that people really want, I'm not going to I'm not going to be a, a radio head and not not play creep, you know, if that's what people want. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, we usually kind of do the Twitter thing and be like, what do you yes. want to hear? And, We'll put together a set list from there. You know, I don't know how long it's gonna we're gonna have, but um, but yeah, you know, you want to play the bangers, but you want to kind of um, play your faves as well. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of songs, particularly from like Welcome to the Neighborhood, that became like classics just from us playing them, and people just kind of 
it live contextualizes a track and in a different way and, and people kind of got to know that record from hearing it on the road in a, in a big way so you know still like england's dreaming it's like a staple like i don't think it's ever left our set list it wasn't a single it was just a, a track that banged live and and from there people expect to hear it every show you know and it's one of the, the rowdiest songs that we we get to play awesome is there anything from datura well, that's not how you say it yeah it is datura, yeah, datura? Yeah. i was like looking at it and i was like i don't know if i'm saying this right but is there a song from there that you really hope is going to take off live? Crocus. I think we're, we're going to be playing that on this next tour and we haven't played that live yet because we've been doing like little festivals and we played, um, obviously Fox Club came out earlier in the year, so we've been playing that, which has become a really great live song. I didn't expect it to actually. That took oh. me by surprise, but it's been really, really cool. Uh, but Crocus, I think, is, is one of the coolest songs we've ever written, so I'm really excited. That comes out uh, tomorrow. So I'm excited for people to to hear that and hopefully people are into it live as well. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. Also, I did look up before this because I was like, what the heck is Daytura? And it's, what is it? It's a dangerous delirium. It's toxic. Yeah. It's a flower. And I was like, guys, that's deep. Do you know what? I didn't even pick up on that element of it when I named it. And weirdly, this coffee that I'm drinking, I got given all this coffee when we were at Riot Fest a couple of weeks ago, and it was tripping out. And it was a complete coincidence. The owner didn't know this, but they just sent it like a bunch of bags of coffee. And one of them was called Detour. I was like, no fucking. <laughs> but I didn't realize that it is like if consumed is a psychedelic, a very dangerous apparently psychedelic. But that's not actually, even though we love being all trippy and 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 dark, that is not actually the, why we called it that. We call it that because it's a flower that only blooms at night. And the record is set over the course of the night. So that's why we, we named it that. But the yeah, a happy coincidence, the, the psychedelic element of it. Although I should warn any any uh, users, not that I'm ever one to tell you what to do. And uh, I, all things can be consumed responsibly. I do have it on good authority that it is not a very pleasant experience. So I would discourage you from trying to consume the Torah. Noted. We'll put that in the quotations. I think it's only responsible for me to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm so looking forward to you coming to Australia and I'm sure we'll chat again next year. We've got to keep up the yearly check-ins. Yeah, you know? the yearly thing, exactly. It's like Christmas, Easter, you know. Chat to Henry. To yep, that'd be great. <laughs> no, I love that. No, thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. It's always a pleasure. And I'll, uh, I'll see you in March.